In this episode of Greater Than Zero Percent, we hear from Jackie Lomax, who is the founder and executive director of Girls for Science, a nonprofit focused on developing the skills, specifically in STEM, of science, technology, engineering, and math of girls in Chicago. Thanks again for tuning in and talk to you and see you soon. Thanks, everyone, for joining this episode. Today, we have uh, Jackie Lomax, who is the founder and executive director of Girls for Science. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joseph, and happy holidays yes. to you. Yes, you as well. So typically, um, first agenda item is kind of elevator pitch, pitch of Girls for Science. Um, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Okay, well, the mission of Girls for Science is to enrich the lives of girls through science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and also to become a pipeline for women of color in their professional fields. All right, boom, done. <laughs> awesome, yeah, thank you for that background. Now, uh, you're the founder and executive director of Girls for Science. Back in 2009, uh, what happened, what sparked you to want to found this organization? Uh, well, the inspiration came from my daughter, Lauren who is now in medical school, um, but it was from her childhood visit to the dentist to receive a routine dental cleaning um, where the conversation started to be a little more engaging. Um, she had questions about the equipment. She had dialogue with the practitioner and um, it was a little out of the ordinary. Because again, you're just thinking, okay, she's eight and a half, one on nine, you know, where is this coming from? Mm. And um, I couldn't identify it because I didn't have a STEM background. Uh, she always received um, above average grades in STEM. But again, it was not in my comfort level. So I was trying to see how I could keep this dialogue going how I could reverse my insecurity and build up that of my daughter. And it was from speaking to teachers, mothers and fathers over coffee, asking, you know, what their goals were long-term through unemployment. You know, in my community, I'm from the South side. Unemployment is quite high. Um, the occupation and the pay is quite low. And I started feeling that, you know, we were almost limiting ourselves and that some of us may have needed to reconsider more educational um, development. So, you know, this discussion, again, it had me to do an overall assessment, if you will, um, a career makeover. One in which um, my education was in communications. Um, I had a corporate job for a decade um, as a sales assistant. And I was downsized for a period of time. And at one point, I started thinking, if I had a STEM background, I may have still been able to be employed. You know, so, you know, so I have this young child. 
I'm a single mom. I'm trying to improve myself as well as save her. Mm. And so I just cast a net to the world, you know, asking if they would adopt this vision that um, would take off and become something so legendary. If you can imagine being between 10 through 18 with no no um, bias on your academic performance, where you live. We took all those constraints off and said, if you're between 10 through 18, if you can find your way to Olive Harvey City College, Malcolm X, or the University of St. Francis, we got the rest. Mm. And that is something that others have helped to um, support. You know, from being a mentor, if you're in college, we recruit you. You know, we want to engage and incorporate you. We want to continue to profile your success. If you're a mom or dad, if you're in a professional setting, and maybe you're not getting that attention that, you know, your superiors um, should maybe offer you. Girls for Science is recruiting you. You are our celebrity. You are who we dream about when we go into these classes on Saturdays trying to emulate, right? right? When we discuss topics like food chemistry, you know, we're recruiting the life journey and the story of a food research scientist, you know, um, from again, learning about the nutritional aspects of our food choices and the occupations that are around food research, Mm. you know, vegan versus organic, you know, that is very insightful, you know, and it reverses a child's thinking as young as 10, all the way to 18. So I always consider myself Every day that I'm fortunate to wake up in a dream, Mm. right? So it was almost like my past really blessed my future to be an ambassador, to serve families, um, and to even be a guest on your show. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for sharing that background and and kind of the path that got you here. Um, And and. I said this on last podcast, but I feel like nonprofits wouldn't wouldn't be created if there wasn't a need or if there wasn't a problem or if there wasn't a gap not being filled by whatever um, the government, by the community, by whatever. Um, and on your website, you say of all engineers, only 14% are women and 5% are African-American. And I think that's, I'm assuming that's part of the reason why this is such an important um, passion of yours as well to, 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 to change those numbers. That is absolutely true. And I often uh, speak about reversing the curse, you know, and um, exposing students to mentorships where we can become involved with a robotics um, and, you know, discuss the professions that are around that occupation and have those professionals take us into their workplace and discuss what the typical day is like and or the college readiness 
because some of our supporters will offer internships. Mm -hmm. So you go from being in the classroom with Girls for Science to uh, an intern, you know, retaining the interest of our high school students, connecting our alumni students who may have the talent and the education, but maybe not the connection. And so we really are transformative in a family's life from middle school, even beyond college, you know, and having them come back and offer their skills and talents in the classroom, being featured in our lectures and continuing to support the program. Some of them um, have little sisters that are coming through the program now, or their mom and dad, you know, maybe, maybe a student at a city college. So while mom and dad is taking classes, so is their daughter, you mm. know, having that same enrichment. So wow. um, going to college is a comfort level because we're here um, 24 Saturdays out of the year, uh, winter, spring, summer and fall. We're on a college campus, you know, so the fear of is this for me? You know, they embrace. Of course, this is the next step. You know, I've been in a laboratory, you know, I've had some introduction to robotic uh, arms, creating those uh, trinkets, Um, talking to people in occupational therapy who creates solutions for people who may have lost a limb, you know, how their muscles and things contribute to their recovery. And then offering opportunities where students can present their work at some of our networking events, you know, again, building up their confidence, you know, using that language, using the critical thinking skills. It's interesting because myself and the team, we were reviewing some best practices and it was revolving around girls in STEM. And some of the best practices included Girls want to be investigative. You know, they want to see how what they're learning is going to impact the real world. And so we are starting to think, you know, how can they take if in the winter we're studying microbiology, viruses and bacteria where we're in a pandemic? Mm -hmm. So it really connects because some of them may have had families affected you know, with in hand washing and other things and even the vaccination and the dialogue around that. So we are always trying to give them opportunity to have a comfort level through their inquiry, their questions, collaboration, um, presentation skills, and a comfort where they don't have to choose between being a mom or professional scientist or research because I truly believe STEM is all around us from the cosmetic that we wear, you know, to the food that we eat, if it's fashion. And when you present STEM in that capacity in underserved communities, it becomes more exciting. They accept it a little bit more when you can offer classes around the science of beauty. Right. You know, when you can talk a little bit more about um, health and wellness and talk about and do activities around some of the things that some of our ethnic group are more effective, like with diabetes and, you know, the kidney disorders and those things. But the girls can create real world solutions, too. 
yeah. through diet and exercising and the research and studies behind it. All right. And before we get into the more, more of the programs and what the typical experience is for the girls in their programs, um, I, I want to get a, as deep as we can on this call, at least in a few minutes of um, what I mentioned before about the, the percentages and the disparity in those percentages that we're seeing. What do you think is is attributing to this? Why do you think this is happening? Well, you know, I was doing some research and I discovered that 6%, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Water break. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I discovered that 6% of um, women of color in the computer um, profession hold jobs in the industry. And that's very discouraging. It sends the message at an early age that, you know, this is not for me. I'm not smart enough. Even if girls are creating the grades for the um, continuation. And so one thing that Girls for Science tries to do is simplify things, you know, Um, working with organizations like Girls Who Code. You know, we all have smartphones now creating apps, creating opportunities, showing them even in a childlike environment that this is really a real world solution. When you download uh, different apps, even if it's with video games and uh, including technology in almost every opportunity that we see them. You know, if it's dissecting or, you know, a frog, the weight of the male animal may be a little heavier than that of the female you know, and reporting those things and doing the analysis behind it. So again, making it where science, technology, engineering, and math is something we touch on whenever we see them. So it's not separated, you know, and again, that keeps them lifelong learners. It retains them each semester or quarter that we see them. You know, the same students are returning, except next year they're a little older or they may be bringing a cousin or, you know, they may be adopting a parent as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom's going to chaperone the field trip or mom may then go to her employer and connect Girls for Science with additional ways of funding and support or opportunities to learn about another industry Mm -hmm. that maybe we were... um, not uh, exposed to. So I think it will take us all, you know, our own self-interest, our own personal journey. Um, It's not a quick fix, but I can say from a family testimony, I have two daughters and this program has definitely saved their future. Mm -hmm. The comfort level, um, the quality overall, the Saturdays, a winter, spring, summer, fall for two hours for usually 10 a.m. to 12 noon. They have definitely immersed themselves and they see a future. You know, like if I were to transition today and uh, not longer be on earth, I know my children will definitely make history in their personal lives. Wow. You know, and that it means a lot because right now it's all that I value, not only them, but their social group, their friends and the families that are in the program. And um, I do this work with 
the support of others who are just as passionate, rather they have a child in the program or not, they still adopt the work, the cause, what wakes us up each morning. Yeah. So now we get into the program. So I am a, a girl that wants to join. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what, what is the kind of experience like? You, you mentioned a little bit on Saturdays from 12 to 2, um, but it, I guess what, what is a, a common age range of girls that are starting um, and kind of what is the experience like throughout the process? Um, let's get into it. Sure. Where our, our students are from throughout the city and suburbs, it's a first come, first serve environment. As long as you're between the age of 10 through 18, mm-hmm. we are recruiting you. Um, we have an online application process at www.girls, the number four science, excuse me, dot org. And there's a tab that says registration. As a matter of fact, registration for the winter program is still open. Um, And we are proud that we will be doing two classes. If you're in fourth through eighth grade, your class time will be from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We will have age appropriate behavior. I'm sorry. Age appropriate curriculum. Got it. And our high school students. From not from ninth grade to twelfth grade, their class session will be from one p.m. to three p.m. So for the first time in our history of over ten years, we'll be able to separate the group experience. The topics will be the same, but the high school students will have a little more rigor, mm-hmm. and we'll really be able to give them a little bit more attention in reference to their express interest. Um, what they would like to do maybe after high school, um, because there's another component of Girls for Science. We offer scholarships to college. You know, as I mentioned, we mentor the students. We do the hands-on STEM activities and we do field trips. And so with the high school students, we also will be able to work closer with our alumni students and bring them in as support. And utilize the high school students as almost junior lab assistants to the younger students. Maybe they're um, in need of volunteer hours, you know, and and still introduce them to companies that may offer internships. So it is the time for Girls for Science to rebrand itself, to continue to retain the interest, as we mentioned, the disparities We believe that this is one way that those numbers we discussed in computer or engineering will definitely increase because we're not taking our hands off of them. We're not taking our eyes off of the prize to make the world a better um, environment for us all to thrive and be successful. Um, And the opportunity is really now. Um, So that's the process for a student to register As I mentioned, we have three locations. Uh, If you're on the south side of Chicago, Olive Harvey would be your um, host site. If you're on the west side or north side, it would be the Malcolm X location. And if you're in the southwest suburbs, I'm so proud that my alma mater, the University of St. Francis, um, they are a host site um, for students out there. So it's a very diverse group. We have um, three program coordinators at each location, Mm -hmm. and they are supported by volunteer mentors 
who um, enhanced the program um, with support and um, mentorship, which is very, very unique to have long-term interest, right? So a girl can be in middle school and, you know, still see the presence of a volunteer that's continuing, rather it's in a virtual environment with helping to create curriculum, or it's actually in class facilitating lectures, as you mentioned, on engineering or working with companies like ComEd and um, talking about the smart grid or, you know, careers that they may offer or Icebox Derby. So it's almost like we're so blessed, if you will, to be in this arena and um, we want to represent it well. We want to represent it with integrity. And um, I have to say that it's second to none. It's first class. And I've heard so often people say, you know, if that was around when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Ah. And um, are you able to operate in those three locations in person still during COVID or has has it forced to be gone to virtual? We are virtual through the Zoom um, remote classes. We um, postponed our spring class. And so summer was our first uh, remote class. Mm-hmm. We were able to offer our family STEM kits that they were able to safely pick up. Again, there was no expense to the family. And we had staff that facilitated class uh, remotely. Uh, the summer we studied food chemistry and that was real fun. Yeah. It was fun. And um, over the fall, we were remote and we studied anthropology. Okay. Um, and so our winter uh, module will feature microbiology. We'll get back a mm. little bit more immersed into um, current events. Right. Um, and so we're, we're really excited, like I said, to break the group up by their age and to really um, start learning more of their interests and surveying them and working with really wonderful volunteers. Um, For example, um, at the end of each six weeks, we will now feature a certificate of completion. And so students that are building their portfolios for those opportunities You know, they will have a certificate that they've been exposed to a number of topics. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible because it's almost like resume building, something that they can reference. And um, we want to bring more value to them, you know, so it's not child's plate anymore, you know. Um, So we're we're pleased to have these um, resources or areas of improvement. Um, I would also like to share that um, Girls for Science also offers the opportunity for students to travel to space camp. What? And so it's a girl's, it's a dream come true. For over eight years, we select three students and they receive a um, scholarship for one week stay to Huntsville, Alabama. It's sponsored by one of our corporate partners in Greedy Eye. And so they learn about space aviation, um, flight simulation. They are introduced to retired astronauts. Um, and then when they return, they have a post-lunch with the CEO of 
and greedy eye. Um, again, using their presentation skills to share their stories. Mm. And it's it's a unique opportunity in that um, it helps market the program, sell the program, especially when, you know, sometimes things are a little um, expensive. Right. It could be a girl's interest, but the cost is not cheap. And to be chosen um, to have this experience, it is very unique. And it's something that girls continue to reflect upon. Yeah. Wow. And so each um, session you said is typically six weeks mm-hmm. and it's once a week you're meeting for two hours. Uh, yes. Well, the sessions are quarterly. Right. It's usually for two hours. Um, they're on Saturdays. It's a Saturday STEM Academy. Okay. Um, and so they register online. And um, once we have our student family orientation, um, we start with the topic. So the winter will be microbiology. Um, the spring session will be botany, ecology. Uh, the summer will be the science of beauty. And the fall will be robotics. And we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can be person to person by the summer. Right. Um, if things are um, okay to do so. Right. All right. So um, in terms of people like me getting engaged, what is your typical um, kind of process? Like, do you look for volunteers to help run the programs? Do you look for um, organizations or companies to put together content to be presented for a specific topic if it's aligned with their company? What what type of engagement do outsiders usually provide? Sure. Well, I can say that our biggest selling part of recruiting volunteers have been current volunteers. Mm. Um, It's a very um, casual process. There is nothing binding other than your interest. As I mentioned, some of our volunteers are long term. Some of them are in a virtual setting. You know, some of them choose maybe being a part of our advisory board, that's a volunteer opportunity where the people say, hey, maybe I don't want to be a part of the student um, activities, but I may be able to help with fundraising. I may be able to help create um, introductions to things like lunch and learn, Um, or I may be able to um, introduce Girls for Science to a company match program. And that's really unique. And those opportunities are driven by usually our website presence. Sometimes mom and dads will become a volunteer and go and recruit and be a sales ambassador for what it is that we do. Um, On our website, you can express your interest through that one way as a portal. Um, You can also reach out to myself our social media um, Facebook presence is um, hashtag uh, Girls for Science, um, but it's it's not formal in that um, we don't restrict. We we u- utilize male and female, you okay. know, college students. Even if you're not from the STEM background, and as a matter of fact, starting this winter, um, we're going to profile. Um, the story of one STEM professional, each class, Mm -hmm. just to bring it in a little bit more where the students don't feel so distant. So if you're studying microbiology or whatever, 
we thought it would be very um, supportive to bring in someone using professional network associations. Like I said, um, even if it's alumni students or current volunteers, it's almost like a class. You really don't want to miss a class Yep. because every class is really something that you may not see until maybe you get to high school right. or your college classes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I saw that y'all have your Instagram, your Facebook, but also alumni um, profiles as well. So it seems like you're connecting with people even beyond. We are, and we're very pleased to be able to have the support through Horizon Therapeutics to help us bridge the time lapse from when a student graduates um, college, you know, and they may be seeking more of a connection to the community. You know, I was speaking to one alumni and over her Thanksgiving break, she has been a um, supporter to our microbiology uh, module. It was something she studied in college. So she's lending her subject expertise to current students. And she also shared how she was interviewing for a manufacturing company as a quality lead um, uh, scientist. So those are stories where it's like, wow, you know, this young girl really pursued every um, thing that she was given to the success of now being qualified, right? It's a big difference from being qualified and not qualified and and just having the dream. But she prepared herself, like how you work yourself out, exercising. She worked her um, self to be qualified. And so that is a proud moment for the organization, I'm sure, for her personal goals. Um, and we hope to continue to spotlight those stories. So I see uh, an uptick, if you will. I see, you know, improvement. Um, it's not in vain. This no. interview, this message, um, the volunteers, the donors, we are on the brink of something so extreme and so epic. You know, like I say, I'm so fortunate to be an ambassador to have the journey that has led me um, over 11 years mm-hmm. of service and um, seeing students now say it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is very powerful. And I'm excited that that you feel that there's tons of momentum momentum coming along. So yeah, that is great. Right, any upcoming events um, that you want to give shout outs to, shameless plugs, anything specific? Well, I like to encourage uh, families, if you're at home and you're looking for something different, you know, something that will continue your thinking process, critical thinking, introduce you to other people. Um, I would say give Girls for Science a chance. You know, we are quarterly programmed for two hours, as I mentioned, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, starting January 16th for middle school students and high school students from ninth through 12th grade from 1 to 3 p.m. Um, give us a try. You know, if you have a, a teacher or cousin, um, we would like to um, be a part of your STEM routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that starts January the 16th. Um, we do receive or accept donations 
through our website, www.girls4science.org. You can adopt a student. As I mentioned, if you're not available to be hands-on, we have other ways where your service is appreciated. Right. All right. That's exciting. Um, any last tips or insights or thoughts you want to end and leave us with? Um, well, I like to share that um, 100% of our students do go on to college, and that's a big milestone. 74% um, of our students are in middle school, and 67% are, are girls of color. Um, so we are inclusive of all ethnic groups. Um, I would like to share that if you find yourself trying to rebrand yourself, you know, even if you're unemployed or you are employed, you know, Girls for Science would love to um, grow with you, whether you're in STEM or not in STEM, there is value for you. And I think that has been my overall message, my overall journey, you know, how do you continue to um, create a solution? And this has been one conduit that has brought all walks of life um, from income levels to uh, ethnic background levels to even academic levels. Yeah. And um, it's, it's dream come true. So I would just end it with um, 2021, look for the best is yet to come from mm -hmm. Girls for Science. We're here to stay. And uh, Joseph, many thanks for choosing to help us share our story. Yeah, absolutely, Jackie. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact, we'd love to tell their story. Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And also to rewatch our other episodes and see what other great stories are being shared. Thanks again.